When you think of a scientist, you might imagine somebody wearing a white lab coat, pipetting liquids, looking at petri dishes. And that is a lot of what we do, run experiments in our research labs. But before doing any of this, a scientist has to figure out what experimental question they want to answer. And this isn't easy. There might be hundreds of questions that could be asked. And so you have to sit and think and decide what question you think is worth asking right now. Now, imagine the thousands of scientists all sitting at their desks and thinking about the next question to be asked. Do we agree? Do we have the same ideas for how to move our fields forward? Wouldn't it be cool if we could ask thousands of people in a field what they think the big unanswered questions are? Today, I'm going to tell you how thousands of researchers studying plants and microbes came up with a list of the top 10 unanswered questions in their field. I'm Rakamitra, one of the hosts and producers of the MPMI Microgreens podcast. We aim to tell stories of plants, microbes, and the people who study them. To start, I'm going to take you to the Molecular Plant Microbe Interactions, or MPMI, meeting in Glasgow, Scotland, which was held in the summer of 2019. I'm walking along a sidewalk. A double-decker bus just passed me. It's sort of cloudy. So, big auditorium that looks like an armadillo. This seems right. With some 1,400 delegates from over 52 countries, we've just scheduled one day of our summer, our only day of summer, to happen today. Um, And if you don't believe that, speak to any of the Scots around. Scientific meetings often start with a speech by someone from the host country. This is Bailey Martin Bartos, a member of the Glasgow City Council. What as a politician should I say? Well, it's possible that outside your immediate academic community, you may have found that other people, even your friends and family, don't fully recognize the value of your academic discussions. Perhaps when they hear of Ustilago Medis, they don't think amazing fungus. Perhaps if they hear of a syringopeptide phytotoxin and involvement in the biofilm formation by Pseudomonas causing bacterial brown cheese rot disease of rice, they're not steamed up about it. <laughs> Maybe if there's a suggestion for effective protectants and therapies to manage citrus HLB potato ZC using a novel class of citrus-derived antimicrobial peptides, that doesn't give them a zest for life. And talk of tomato immune suppression by effector modification doesn't get them going. Well, more fool them. <laughs> Don't they care about the rice or the cornflakes in their bowls? Don't they care about orange juice in their glass? Don't they care about the potatoes deep fried for their enjoyment? Or wheat for the pizza dough and the tomatoes for its topping? Now. You may not have had any politician previously pay any regard to what you do, and you may not have had one thank you for what you do, so let me change that. On behalf of the people of Glasgow who enjoy their food, thank you for all your work. Whether it's immediately applicable engineering or fundamental science, it's through developing better understanding about our environment including at the molecular level between microbes and plants, that we hopefully learn to be better biological neighbors and stewards of our shared planet. 
I've got to be honest. I kind of loved it when Bailey Martin Bartos thanked us all for being scientists. But I also really loved how he explained why we should care about plant-microbe interactions. Everybody's got to eat. And so if we want to be able to efficiently grow food for the population of the world, we really need to understand the interactions between microbes and plants. Okay, so I'm going to back us up to about a year before the MPMI meeting in Glasgow. There's also a scientific journal for the MPMI Society, and there is a new editor-in-chief about to start. I'm Jean Harris. I'm a professor at the University of Vermont. I'm also the editor-in-chief of MPMI. I felt that I needed to educate myself about what the big ideas in the field were. And it, it seemed like an important time if I was getting together all the people from my editorial board that we started to think about big ideas. And so I asked asked them before they came to tell me what was one of the most interesting things they had heard recently, scientifically, um, like a paper or a talk. And then also, what do they think are the big unanswered questions in their field? Ki-hoon Son suggested that we think about trying to identify the top 10 questions, like make it an effort, something we tried to do and something that we actually tried to involve the community in doing. Um, And it was his idea that we also publish an editorial on it. But they were stuck with this question. How, How do you ask the field what they think? Well, maybe you ask them the next time they're all together. My name is Maya Bruce-Skalle, and I'm from the Swedish University of Agricultural Sciences. I'm Maxwell Rank, and I work at School of Chemistry and Molecular Biologies at the uh, University of Queensland. How long did it take you to get to this meeting? Like one day. <laughs> it took me 21 hours. Um, about 10 minutes. I'm a PhD student, and I'm called Will Rooney, and I just finished my PhD at University of Glasgow. All right. We've made it to Glasgow, along with over 1,400 of the world's plant microbe researchers. Regina Common was very kind, and in her opening address, she mentioned the fact that we were going to be asking this question. The idea is to brainstorm as a community to identify the top 10 unanswered questions in MPMI. And it turned out to be a wonderful time and place to do that, because You know, when you're at work, while we like to think about the big thoughts, the fact is our day is sliced up by lots and lots of little things. You don't get time to really sit and think. And and even more so, you don't get time to really sit and think and discuss with other people. What are the big questions of the day? Please have a thought about the top 10 MPMI questions. And please talk about these questions to your colleagues. And in the end... Please submit your ideas. And we realized that even though a meeting is a place where people talk about what they just figured out, that in fact it was the ideal place to ask people, what do we still not know? So people started submitting ideas through email or Twitter. They wrote messages on sticky notes and stuck them on poster boards in the poster hall. And pretty soon, like... The next morning at one of the first sessions, there was a talk and I, I was amazed to see one of the slides by Roger Innes had this, this fabulous list of what my top 10 questions are. That was really fun and exciting and it just 
snowballed from there. Because now that everybody gives talks with PowerPoints, you can change your slides up to practically the last minute. And so people were, and they were incorporating theirs. And even if they hadn't managed to sneak a slide in on it, they would say, well, um, and this is one of my top 10 questions. And it was really fun. And I think for the a lot of the graduate students and the postdocs and the people who are new to the area, it was exciting. People are talking about what are the big questions? And you think, wow, yeah, that, that's a really cool question. And I would not have known if they had not pointed it out. Midway through the meeting, the list of questions was narrowed down to about 30, and there was a vote to determine what are the top 10 unanswered questions in the field. You all recall we had quite an exciting activity during the Congress, and that is to identify the top 10 questions. And Jean Harris will now let you know what we jointly decided what these questions are. This has been very exciting for me, and I, I really appreciate everybody's involvement in this process of the top 10. And thank you, Regina and the conference organizers, for allowing MPMI to do this. Um, at the start of the Congress, we asked you to help identify the top 10 unanswered questions in MPMI. These are the questions that drive our research and that we puzzle over. And we had really terrific participation. So what keeps you up at night? Let's see. The top 10 unanswered questions that we had voted on were revealed to everybody sitting there. How do plants engage with beneficial microorganisms while at the same time restricting pathogens? People pulled out their phones and took pictures of them and tweeted them out to the rest of the world. How does abiotic stress such as climate change influence plant microbe interactions? But this was just the beginning. What the editors wanted to do was take these 10 questions and publish papers on them in the time in between meetings. So every couple months, somebody in the field would write a paper on one of these unanswered questions. How can we translate basic research into emerging crop plants? And people in the society might read these papers and it might remind them of when they were at a meeting. It might make them more likely to send an email to somebody that they had talked to. Or they might just remind us to try and think big and bold. So stay tuned to MPMI. And then we all went to a big hall in Glasgow and ended up dancing. So what we need, we need a big line of ladies facing a big line of gentlemen. We're gonna have three different lines of ladies, three different lines of gentlemen. We have one dancer for each of these lines who's gonna keep you We've come a long way since 2019. Jean Harris and the senior editors of the MPMI Journal published the first editorial on the Top 10 Unanswered Questions campaign, which was published online in October of 2020. Anyone can look up the website and read this editorial on their own. We'll have a link to the article in the show notes. Also, the MPMI Society launched a series of online talks called What's New in MPMI, You'll hear more about that from Tess Diet, a new podcast host from MPMI Microgreens. You've been listening to the MPMI Microgreens podcast. I'm Raka Mitra. Special thanks to Jean Harris, Ashley Carlin, Tess Diet, Martin Bartos, and everyone else who agreed to be recorded for this podcast. Thanks to Blue Dot Sessions for music. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit subscribe so you can hear future episodes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Microgreens podcast.